the Unplanned Podnancy, the only podcast on the internet where farts linger in my office when I farted them <laughs> like 30 minutes ago and the smell will not leave. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. That's a strong yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, Chris, how's your week? Uh, my week's been pretty excellent, uh, sad to say. And I say sad to say because this week I have been dedicating myself to diet, exercise, and working hard. Working hard. Yeah, working hard at work. Um, Somehow, and I've said this on the show, somehow doing fulfilling activities like taking care of yourself and performing well at your job somehow makes you feel better. Yeah, yeah. It's also bullshit because I don't want to do those things. Yeah. So I don't want to do those things up front. No. At all. No. So I've been doing things I don't want to do, and I've been in a great mood. Oh, wait. Well, yeah. that's great. Hate it. Do you do you get to the end of the day and you're like, wow, I really made something out of today? I'm like, wow, I really did things. I, right. I, I, I did things that I'm supposed to do, and I'm going to feel better about it tomorrow. Instead of, I did the things I want to do, and I'll feel like ass about it tomorrow. So, hell yeah, man, that's awesome. What kind of workouts you been doing? You know, mostly just going outside, getting some walking in, getting a little jogging in. I'm not much of, I'm not a runner. Not, I'm never gonna run. Doesn't matter if I lost <laughs> 900 pounds and was like not bones. <laughs> you were negative weight. Yeah, it just and space was literally pulling you through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not running, and I hate running. Um, okay. Even at even at my peak physical condition, when I was doing sports, I didn't like running. I, I I'm not a runner. Um, but you know, getting outside, just walking for an hour, doing a little bit of jogging, uh, lifting, stretching. Um, getting older, you know. Yeah. So I got to make sure I do those stretches and get my ligaments uh, taken care of and my joints all stretched out. Um, but getting back into weightlifting mostly, um, I bought weights, I don't know, a month ago and now I'm finally starting to use them. So yeah, I, I I used to be big into weightlifting and getting back into it and yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Make you feel even better. Yeah, maybe. Well, (laughs) we'll see how long it lasts. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I believe in you. Hey, thanks. Yeah. Um, Keep doing those things. Hey, Keep you, feeling good about yourself. The more you do them, the more you feel good about yourself, and the easier it is to convince yourself to keep doing them. You know that so. that's true. You get you get a certain high off of uh, doing the right things, and, and that can carry you forward until you realize you want pizza. But <laughs> you know, sometimes you, then you just gotta slap down a pizza and work out that day. But that's been that's been me. What about you, Matt? How how have you been? Um, last week I had the week off from work. Uh, so I went to time? Chicago to visit the homies from Don't Look Under the Internet. Yeah, and yeah. we recorded a Halloween episode. You can go listen to that if you haven't already. But let's be real, you probably already have. Um, and I have also been working on myself a little bit. I really fucking hated going back to work. Uh, um, yeah. that was bad. Was really in a really bad spot earlier this week. Uh, starting to get over that now. I've been working on uh, running more. Um, I have 
another half marathon coming up later this year. I already did one, a couple earlier this year. Hell yeah. And the first one went terrible. The second one went really well. And hopefully this one goes even better. Hey, man. I bought a running watch. Hey, there you go. Yeah. What's the difference? What's, like a, what's a running watch versus like a smart watch? So it's got it's got GPS on it, and then it's also got like stuff built into it that will like tell you about your heart rate and conditioning and stuff. And like when you go on a run with it, it'll like break down your like heart rate um, throughout the run, tell you what your like physical condition is, and then it'll like estimate like your times on certain race distances and stuff. So well, that's fucking cool. I, I I just got it today. I haven't run with it yet, but we'll see if I like it. I hope you do. Uh, I hope I do too. <laughs> Unless you don't, and then you can just throw it in the trash, and then that <laughs> <laughs> was a waste that. of money. That was a waste of money. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, should we get into the topic for this week? Yeah, uh, I suppose so. I just wanted to say that I feel you on the coming back from vacation thing. I've definitely come back from vacation uh, and arrived back at work and be like. I really wish I was still on vacation. It's kind of the worst <laughs> yeah. part about going on vacation is you realize how good it is not to work. Yeah, part of that and part of the like focusing more on running and weightlifting and stuff too because I've also been doing that is like I've I had like this crisis where I was like, man, I am actually getting older. 30 is 30 will be here very soon yeah and uh i was like part of that was like am i okay with where i'm at in life (laughs) and then i was also like man my body and my brain are getting older and so yeah all that was kind of wrapped up together so yeah well luckily after you break 30 you realize every year your body just gets worse (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and your mind just gets worse and it's all downhill and there's nothing you can do to stop it. No, it's in my experience, um, since I, I'm a bit older than you, it's, you know, it's a challenge to, to realize where you're at and co- cope with where you wanted to be. And then trying to realize that where you're at's fine. You know, like you're not in a competition with anyone. There is no race going on. It's all about you versus yourself. And then in regards to like how much time you have left, I mean, we're all here for a limited amount of time and it's really about happiness, you know? And, and I think, I think a lot of people uh, around our age struggle with that. Um, yeah. But I think that's, that's a whole topic in of itself yeah, yeah yeah that's a whole podcast in and of yeah. itself but you know uh, glad you're coming out of that funk thanks me too let's hope it stays that way <laughs> we'll see how long it lasts next week on the podcast chris has stopped lifting weights i'm in a just complete depression <laughs> i'm drinking <laughs> I'll just eat pizza during next week's podcast. All you hear, hear is chewing sounds. Yeah, and I'm just like <laughs> guzzling beer. I'm just like, because. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
30, Chris. Maybe 30. Uh, <laughs> Stay tuned for that, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> the inevitable downfall of ourselves. Uh, <laughs> anyway, now you want to get into the topic? <laughs> yeah, let's get into that topic. What are we doing, okay. Matt? Okay, so this week, well, I have a topical topic for us. Ooh, so, topical topic. As you probably know, Elon Musk recently bought Twitter, mm-hmm. and he's been making some big changes. Mm-hmm. He says he's going to fix the whole company, and he's going to make Twitter the social media platform to be on. Yep. And, and I have two questions for you that I'd like to hear your answer to. One, wasn't it already the social media platform to be on? <laughs> I, yeah. One, why, what was wrong with it? Um, no. The first question is, how do you think that's going to go? How do you think it's going? And we don't have to spend a whole lot of time on that. I just want to hear your opinion on it real quick. And then the second question, which is the more interesting one, is if you had billions of dollars <laughs> and you had to pick something, it doesn't have to be a social media site or something, is there something, like some company or something, that you would buy that you would try to fix? Okay. Okay, so let, let's let start with number one. I don't know if that was a siren outside my house or like a horse neighing. I don't know. It's anyway, the zombie apocalypse. Oh, fuck, please. Actually, <laughs> let's not, because we know I wouldn't survive at this point. Yeah. We've done we've done this enough times to know that I will die. Um, <laughs> that's, that's actually the saddest part of this show, is I've realized I won't survive any apocalypse. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that just can't happen. Anyway. Yeah, that's part of the conditioning. I realized doing those episodes that I need to be able to run. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm not going to be yeah. able to survive any other way. <laughs> well, shit. yeah, I guess I should start studying botany and stuff. <laughs> anyway, um, how is it going now? Do you mean how's it going? How is his acquisition going? Yeah, yeah. How do you think he's doing in his like first week of takeover? And how do you think this is going to end? So, what's interesting is the biggest piece of information I've seen about it. That I guess the couple is that he fired a bunch of the top execs wanted to trim the company down to like a few thousand people from like tens of thousands or like a, like 10,000, 20,000, something like that. Um, so he wants to cut the staff in like a fifth. And then he's changing the verification system so that anyone yeah. can be verified. Um, pay for it. Yeah. So let, let's... Okay, so here's my opinion. I don't think any website, especially something like Twitter which provides no content. Yeah. And it's just a place where everyone else provides the content and you're literally just a user interface. Uh-huh. I don't see how that can take 10,000 people to run. Period. <laughs> I don't know how that would be Is it possible. content moderators? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what those people are doing. 2,000 pe- 2, people to run a website seems really reasonable to me. Now, I so I I can't imagine what those eight thousand other people were doing that he's firing. That that blows my like, mind. Content moderation has got to be what I imagine they're doing. That's, like that's so many know. people to just sit I, and look at. Con- I mean, the functionality of the website is super basic. Right? Yeah, like you can upload videos, you post text, and it shows up on people's timelines. Yeah, like I'm sure there's people there who are like working on figuring out algorithms and right. shit on what to show you. Yep. But yeah, yeah, I don't know what those other people are doing. Yeah, but how many people does it take to work on an algorithm? Like, I have not. Like, uh, okay, let's just go with a high number. Like, three hundred people sit and work on this one algorithm to provide content. 
okay, 300 people. What are the other 1,700 doing? And that's just at 2,000. Like, how many people do you really need in HR? I don't know. Like, how many people are working <laughs> on redesigning the Twitter logo constantly to make it more appealing? Like, there's, I cannot fathom 10,000 people to run a website like Twitter. Maybe so, they have like psychologists on staff who are like doing experiments on people to they, like see what to. sort of stuff people respond to. It, I don't know. It had to have been, it had to have been stuff like that. Like I know game companies hire psychologists um, and like people that specialize in like gambling addictions to like create systems yeah. to hook gamers and stuff. It seems reasonable that websites would do that kind of thing to keep people on their website. Um, so that retention time is high. Yeah. But that still yeah. seems like it would fall within 2,000 people. Right. But like you're saying, they don't create any original content. Like, no. it would make sense if, like, Netflix has 10,000 employees because they make things. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. They make movies. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he may be onto something. Maybe they don't need all those. I feel like people. they, I don't there, know. There's no way. Um, outside of that so that that's number one I, I, that seems fine that seems reasonable to me i don't care though not my money that that doesn't really affect anything twitter was running it's still gonna run so i don't, I don't whatever um getting rid of the top executives uh, also i think is a great idea they're <laughs> it's a website how many fucking executives do you need <laughs> it's the same thing with 10,000 people. There can't be that many people making decisions about fucking Twitter. It's got like 17 buttons. It's not that complicated. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> there's that. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, third one, and the one that affects the user. The Twitter verification. <sighs> I think as it currently exists, the blue check mark represents a status symbol it's okay i am well known enough that twitter will say yes you are you what as i understand what elon wants to do is move it to anyone can get a check mark by going through a verification system and paying eight bucks to go through that and proving that they are them yeah i guess I, I don't feel like the blue check mark system as it stands has been an issue with people who aren't supposed to be verified getting verified. There it is kind of weird as it stands though, where like some people who have basically done nothing get verified and then you have huge people who haven't been verified for mm -hmm. uh, that like doesn't make any sense. Like Linus Sebastian from Linus Tech Tips isn't verified on Twitter. Right. Why? Like yeah. but then there's people who may have like three thousand followers who I don't know, make TikTok videos or something who have a blue checkbox. Yeah, it's so. it, it's really strange because at the verification system, which is in its name, is to verify that the person posting is who they say they are. Right. And so that I'm not just saying that I'm Tom Cruise, I am Tom Cruise. Right. Um. So, yeah, I don't know why... I don't think the problem is has ever been that someone small can't get verified, but that there are people faking being someone else. And I still don't know what the verification system is going to 
be? Are they going to check like driver's licenses and stuff? Are they going to use like banking systems? Do they already use like yeah. banking systems to verify people's identity? How do you how do you prove Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise and that I'm not Tom Cruise unless you like ask for the driver's license? Yeah, I mean that's how like crypto sites and stuff do it, right? Is you have to take a picture of your ID and upload that, and then you have to provide information about like you have to provide your social security number and stuff like that. So I assume it's a similar process. Yeah. Um. Like. But what about people I, who don't go but, by their names? Like they go by internet handles instead. Oh right, like like Markiplier. Yeah. Like, how do you know that that's the real Markiplier? His driver's license doesn't say Markiplier. Right. It says Mark Fishbach. Which, if you know enough about Markiplier to know that that's his name, sure. But if you're an automated system... Maybe that's why they have 10,000 people. They have to have enough people who know things. Yeah, maybe. About random shit. Yeah, because an automated system can't put that together. Mm -hmm. Right. Unless there's a spot in Twitter where you have to enter your actual name and like other personal information for it to then be verified against your driver's license so i don't know yeah i mean now that i'm thinking about it like something that is as heavily used as twitter there's probably a lot of support staff that have to go into making that work for the reasons like that yeah yeah i would assume because like if you get banned for something mistakenly or something there have to be people on the other side that you can get in contact with to fix that. So, yeah. I don't know. Well, but to going back to the verification system, I don't know. I don't think it fucking matters. I don't, I don't know why he wants to charge for it other than to make money. I don't know what that's going to change. I don't know that the blue people getting blue check boxes that aren't those people actually was really that big of a deal. But yeah, I don't, I don't know what the intention behind it is other to, than to verify more people and make money. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I guess my question is, how do you think it's going to turn out? Like, do you think this is going to change anything? Do you think this is going to... Is your use of Twitter going to change? Yeah. No. Okay. It's not going to do anything. I don't care if Jack Me Off 92 is really Ted Bixby. I don't give a fuck. I don't, who fuck cares? Well, that's not the entire p- point of the takeover. The t- point of the takeover was also well, like, that's to, just the verification. But. Was to like uh, make the content moderation and stuff less strict and uh, to <laughs> yeah. I don't. Know. I don't. I don't know what. I have not been to a part of Twitter where you couldn't post what you wanted. Yeah. Well, what I have seen the N word on Twitter plenty yeah. of times, so I don't know who, what we're not able to post. There's porn all over Twitter. Yeah. Um, what are we not able to post right now that's legal? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, people have gotten banned from Twitter for hate speech. Like, um, well, I mean, Trump got banned. There have been people. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, part of the argument that people make is that uh, people that have been banned from Twitter should be able to say what they want to, even if it is hateful rhetoric, just because free speech. And I think that's part of the whole takeover is that he wants to just be like, look, people can just post what they want to post, man. 
here's the thing. And and uh, here's here's my two sides to this. Mm-hmm. Freedom of speech. Yes, it is part of the U.S. Constitution. We are supposed to be able to say whatever the fuck we want to say. But the freedom of speech does not mean you can speak freely in any forum. Right. That's two totally different things. It just means you can't be arrested for saying something. That's all the freedom yeah. of speech means. It means if you go outside and yell the N-word, you can you can still get in trouble for it. You can't be arrested for it unless yeah. you're... People can stop talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if you're being a nuisance and causing like social disorder by doing something with your speech, you can get in trouble for that because you're not just speaking. Yeah, now you're disrupting the peace. Yeah, you're is- <laughs> you're causing issues. Um, the The ability to say something is not the same as being able to say something anywhere, and I think a yeah. lot of people confuse that. And yeah, like it's like. You can tell somebody to go fuck themselves, but if you walk into the middle of a funeral where people are grieving or something mm-hmm. and you walk up to grandma and you're like, ah, fuck you, grandma, people are going to ex- escort you out. Yeah. And they should do that. <laughs> yes, and they should do that. You can't just tell your boss to fuck off. You might get fired. You can say it. You're not going to get arrested, but you're probably going to get fired. So it's the same fucking thing. If... <laughs> As a social platform where anyone can access, is it okay for people to be able to say literally anything? Mm, maybe <laughs> if that's what Trump or if that's what Musk wants, then okay. That then th- if he he bought Twitter, if that's what he really wants, where he can have people on there saying that pedophilia is good and rape is fine. And that's what he wants. Okay. <laughs> Weird choice. Weird flex, but, but okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, the thing with the free, with freedom of speech is, like, it's within people's right to ban people from their platform for saying things they don't like. Yeah. It's within Elon Musk's right to buy the platform and let people say whatever they want to. Yeah. As long as it's not... I mean, there is speech that is illegal, like, making threats towards people. Right. Um. So... I mean, I feel like they're they're still going to have to do something about that, uh, but maybe they're not going to. Maybe, I don't know. I don't, I, the, where I'll end this question is just where do you think this is? Twitter is going to be like two years from now. Do you think anything is going to have changed? Do you think the number of people using Twitter, the type of people using Twitter, the the typical content the average person would see on Twitter is going to have changed at all? Realistically, what I foresee happening is that. A lot of changes are going to be made, and then a lot of changes are going to be walked back. That's what I really think is going to happen. Yeah. That's 100%. I think they're going to try to be like, say whatever, and then people are going to say whatever. They're going to be like, <laughs> you can't say that, and it's immediately going to walk back. Now, if they don't do that, if 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 Musk is like, yeah, you can, they can say whatever, and we're going to let them say whatever. I you're going to see Twitter basically turn into 4chan yeah like because that's what 4chan is and people and people will normal people will leave oh yeah Yeah. no one wants to see 4chan Uh, beyond the ages of like 16 to like 19 and being like weird uh, you don't want to see 4chan 
Yeah. Like, yeah, no, no. Your average person is not going to want to be associated with that. Twitter will be will gain a reputation for being the edgy place on the internet. And if you if people know that you're on Twitter, then people are going to judge you. Yeah, and normal people aren't going to want to be associated. With no. But I think that you're absolutely right. I think this whole thing is much to do about nothing because I think exactly what you're saying is going to happen. He's going to talk a big game and make a couple of big changes and it's going to backfire real hard and their investors and stuff are going to be like, no, we're not doing this. <laughs> yeah. And he's going to be like, oh shit, I'm losing a lot of money now. And then it's just going to go back to exactly the way it was. Yeah. I think nothing is going to happen. Yeah. That, that's, Realistically. That's, it. that's how it's going to play out. It's going to be nothing. Twitter is already too free as it is for you to notice any change unless it's a negative one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I think that most people aren't going to be greeted with the, like, filth that's going to crop up as a result of it anyway. Because, like, I go on Twitter and I see, I may see people arguing over sports or something on my Twitter timeline, but because of the people I follow on Twitter, Mm -hmm. if some other section of Twitter became just a complete cesspool of, like, completely unmoderated bullshit, I would probably never see it. So it would probably affect my user experience almost none. Yeah. Like... Uh, I have followed people who are... Uh, I'm going to say more on the edge of uh, political viewpoints and they speak out about it. Um, And that has allowed me to see some radical viewpoints arguing against what may otherwise be considered uh, pretty civilized thoughts um, about the modern world. (laughs) Um, (laughs) If that, if that gave any indication as to what I'm talking about. Um, and you know, people say some pretty fucked up shit on the internet and then like, oh, for sure. they get into these arguments and if you click on their profiles, you see that they just, that's just who they are. They're, they're just fucked up people. Yeah. And I think those kind of people will congregate together as they always have. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've seen network graphs of like people's or religious and political affiliation and like who they follow and stuff that are done by data scientists and Mm -hmm. stuff who use the API and there are two very distinct circles of Twitter with almost no interconnection in between where like you can very much see that there are two Twitters that's crazy pretty much where it's like there's a very liberal like feedback loop going on on one side and then there are a few purple connections in between and then just a very large inter- yeah. red interconnected network. That's crazy. Uh, Can you so, imagine being one of those purple connections and the shit you must see? It would just have to be just constant bickering and like Yeah. Ugh. I mean it's almost that anyway, but <laughs> Yeah, you'd have to see some wild shit. Yeah, that'd be unfortunate. Um but yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I don't. I, in the end, I don't think anything's going to change. Um, so, second question was: if you had Elon Musk money and you could buy a corporation or something that you think needs fixing, what would you fix? This. And let's 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 stop let's stop for a second and think about like because no one realistically, no one person is going to be able to totally fix anything right. as large as a corporation 
so uh, put that out of your mind for a second. Like, yeah. like let's let's assume that you have some sort of magical power to enact widespread change through a large corporation. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because off the top of my head, like, I, I'm I'm trying to think at the corporate level and not like an entire market because like if you pick like Johnson and Johnson, you're not going to change the entire medical market. Like that's just not, it's what are you going to do? Um, so I'm trying to think of like a company that I could buy and potentially make like a, a big impact on people. And I think I'd have to go with something like Walmart. Okay. Something that is everywhere. And okay. like a ton of people have access to. Um, How would you change Walmart for the better? So Walmart, low prices, low quality. Everyday low prices. Yeah. Uh, everyday low prices, everyday low quality. Um, <laughs> I Walmart yeah. makes money hand over fist. They make so much right. fucking money. Oh, yeah. it's, it's unreasonable. Um, I, I think what the world needs in terms of a grocery supplier is someone that will provide quality food okay. at a cheap price. You know, you shouldn't have okay. to pay three fucking bucks for an apple. But it's crazy. Like It's not $3 for an apple, is it? A, well, a premium apple is like $1.20. Okay. Like, if you get like a Honeycrisp or like a Fuji apple, it's like $1.20. That's crazy. Okay. There's no way yeah. apples cost that much t- to raise. Like... Like, well, I can the see other like thing with fresh cents. food is like, is it's gonna go bad too? So. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's true. And usually Walmart purchases the food that's closer to going bad, and that's why it's cheaper at Walmart because it's okay. closer to going off than you would get at something like a, a Meyer, a farmers market, or especially a farmers market where it's gonna be fresh. And that's the thing. Walmart has so many connections that they can get things cheap but they Mm -hmm. don't get good things and i just think that it would be amazing for people to be able to get high quality food for a reasonable price that way if you're living in poverty you could still eat well and not just live off mcdonald's i think that seems fair for the world to be able to have but it's not something that really exists um okay so I think making a s- systemic change in something like Walmart could affect a lot of people. Like, and, and it goes even beyond food. Um, most of us probably knew someone that wasn't as well off growing up who had to wear yeah. clothes from Walmart. As an example, I mean, Walmart's clothes aren't terrible. Well, well, this is from Walmart. They, they, it was different in the '90s, probably. Yeah, yeah, Walmart. Walmart has stepped up. I will say, Walmart yeah. has stepped up their clothing game yeah. significantly over like the last ten years. They definitely have. Um, but I, I, I think providing a competitive clothing product so that kids aren't being made fun of because they have to wear cheaper clothes would be a great thing as well. But this gets into a whole psychology part with kids and kids in form packs instinctively and try to push out outcasts because that's human nature but they're still going to be able to like identify walmart clothes and be like oh you got that from walmart even if it's not a bad yeah shirt or whatever they're still just going to make fun of them for (sighs) 
Yeah. For for buying those things from Walmart. Yeah. So unfortunately, kids are shitty. Kids are shitty. That that's a whole what, other <laughs> topic as well. But but what you're saying is like you would you would provide Walmart brand things at Walmart brand prices that are better than like even the name name brand stuff is because they can afford to do that. Yeah, they can afford to do that. Yeah. There there okay. has got to be there has got to be a balance where we can pay reasonable wages to Walmart employees, provide a quality product at a reasonable price. And I just don't think that exists in the world because everyone's out for the dosh. And that's right. all that matters right. is They're the bottom line. Right, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's just, let, let, let me just buy a company and sell good things. Let me, let me just well, even provide like, a reasonable wa- product. <laughs> Like Walmart brand cereal and stuff, some of that stuff is literally the same cereal yep. from like big name companies put into a bag and like made cheaper and like they mark it down like 30 cents or something like that. So if they can afford to do that as it is, they can probably afford to, like you said, actually provide good, nutritious food at a cheap price and still make money. Yeah. And yeah, 100%. So you, you would just basically just buy Walmart and then just cut the profit margin and provide better quality Walmart brand things. Yep. I think that would be a great service to humanity. Or at least the American okay. people. I don't know what, how, okay. how big Walmart is overseas. but Would you do anything about... So part of the reason that Walmart is so bad for especially smaller communities in rural areas is that they come in and they can sell you things that are serviceable for a very cheap price. And they end up driving local businesses out of those communities because you can get things from Walmart cheaper. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's a hard one, right? So as a business, you have to expand if you want to keep making more money or provide a service that you think a population needs. Um, because let's look at this from the altruistic point of view where you see a town and that doesn't have a Walmart and they have to pay 90 bucks for a vacuum cleaner or something like that. And you can put in a Walmart that sells vacuums for 60 that are better quality for less price. And you're like, I am do, I will be doing this town a favor. Yes. You're going to, you're going to put those businesses out but the people will will do better. Is okay. that worth it? Uh, is, is that a good thing? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, it is for the majority of the population of the town. It's not for yeah, the it's business. It's not for owner. the local business owner, right? For sure. Or that local business owner's family. Um, and that that's. I think if you are providing a better quality at a better price. You have a an argument for doing it. Walmart currently yeah. provides a worse product at a better price, generally. And so it's harder to say that Walmart should be doing what they do. Well, part of the reason that Walmart stuff is so cheap, though, is because a lot of that stuff... A lot of things that local businesses sell are made ethically. A mm-hmm. lot of the things that Walmart sells are made uh, not ethically yeah. at all Yeah, by basically slave labor um by utilizing 
real low wages in real poor countries. See that and that's another topic. That's not great. That's another topic in of itself because yeah. some people would argue and there are people even in those countries that would argue that those opportunities are the best opportunities that they have in that area. And I have heard that argument. Well, well they ha- they must be, or people wouldn't work those jobs. Right. It's uh, for some of those areas. It's, it's, you can work in the Walmart sweatshop or you can work in the mine. And it's like, well, yeah. one's better than the other. And that's, well, the I mean, there's a problem. There's a larger problem that has created <laughs> this situation. Yes. Yes. that Walmart is capitalizing on. Is it Walmart's fault for reinforcing it by capitalizing on it? Or is it not Walmart's, Walmart's fart? Walmart's fart. Is it not <laughs> Wal, Wal... God damn it. That's hard. Is it not Walmart's fault for just capitalizing on a situation that already existed, but that situation is that's probably America's fault somewhere down the line? I think that's a lot of people's fault. I think there's a whole global situation going on where we don't support uh, people of lower incomes the way we could, uh, and we have gluttony at the top uh, all over the place. But (laughs) yeah, hundreds of years of Western Europe and imperial imperialism (laughs) has probably created this problem. Uh, Well, plus, I mean, you've got countries like Saudi Arabia where like. The richest person has more money than like literally everyone else combined, which is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> and the human condition is at fault for a lot of this. Stuff. Yeah, just so. Uh, but that's a that's a whole other topic. Walmart in general, <laughs> uh, into real spicy. Territory. Yeah, Walmart in general is they. I don't know the work conditions of their sweatshops. Yeah. Um, hopefully. If if I was to buy the company and continue using, because you don't want to just you don't want to pull them out, because then these people all these people have no jobs. So now you yeah, have to try to make good. better working situation for the people in these areas. Hopefully, we were able to do that while still <laughs> improving things here as well. I don't know, man. That's a real balancing game that goes beyond just what I would want to fix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but the but the bottom line of what you're saying is Walmart makes so much money. There has to be a way to do things better for to utilize Walmart's established dominance and and infrastructure to just do better by humanity. Yeah, I think so. I agree with that. What about you? Okay. Well, okay. well what's your company? I, <laughs> uh, I I think I'm gonna buy Electronic Arts. So EA. Yeah, EA has a lot oh. of good IP. That a lot of people are really nostalgic about. They've got Need for Speed. They've got Star Wars games. Um, they've bought up so many small developers over the years and own so much IP. And then they just ruin those games. Yep. <laughs> by <laughs> by rushing them out and making as high a profit margin as possible and stuffing as many microtransactions into them as they can manage. And I would just buy them and just. Basically, I would. Basically, I'm just taking your idea that instead of Walmart makes so much money, there has to be a better way to do this. EA makes so much money that there has to be a way to make games yeah. for the for these IPs that people actually want to play. That entire sole purpose is not to just 
suck as much money out of the player base as possible. Yeah, so absolutely. You're going to try to fix the world. I'm just going to try to fix things for gamers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's reasonable. And I didn't even... Th- <laughs> Because now I'm like, you're so right. (laughs) There are so many things to be fixed in the video game world that if you butt up one of the large publishers like EA or Activision, you could make things so much better for so many people who game. Yeah, if you had somebody who was just like completely authoritarian and like completely in charge from the top down who didn't care about making just com- maximizing profits and lining their pockets, then yeah, you could do so. You could make such better games. Yeah, you could make better games with less predatory monetization. Games that don't only last for one year until they're replaced by a new version. They're, it's crazy. They're just games with a decent quality. Yeah, yeah, a hundred like. You may be some, there may be some sort of argument um, to be made for like corporations like Walmart have to do some of the sketchy things that they Mm -hmm. do to turn a profit. Maybe. 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 But it's not expensive. It doesn't have to be expensive to make good video games. And no. And like video game, large video game developers don't have to turn to the shitty tactics that they turn to. No to make games profitable and that's that's the thing (laughs) the video game industry got to where it was because it was successful right it was so successful that people were like let's put ceos of like other businesses in charge of video game companies so that they can milk this fucker dry right exactly yeah they were already like look how much money we're making and it was fine at that point where they were like, look how much money we're making. These things weren't issues. Mm-hmm. And they became issues after that. Yeah, exactly. They were <laughs> like making so much money that they wanted to make more money. So right. uh, let's, let's walk this back. <laughs> let's, let, let, let's go backwards. <laughs> we can sell a lot of units and not have to fucking milk people dry off of microtransactions every fucking month with a battle pass. Like, come on, guys. Let's let's get off this fucking crazy train and oh man we could do an episode on fucking video <laughs> game monetization because yeah. oh yeah. it's awful it's so bad right now uh-huh i don't know if that's gonna get yep. worse i don't know if that's gonna get better either but again that's that's a whole thing i it'll get right up to the point where people won't take it anymore and then that's just where it'll stay might be pretty close to that right now yeah yeah i think well the thing is like every new generation of people will tolerate a little bit more. Like we may be at the limit of what you and I would tolerate. Like there's a there's a there's a point where if video game monetization got ten percent more predatory than it is now, I would just stop playing video games. Yeah. And I like because it just wouldn't be fun to me anymore. I have bought AAA games that otherwise could have been decent that had monetization models that I was just like, I don't enjoy this and I'm not playing this game anymore. Yeah. But if, but that's because I played a bunch of games when I was younger that just didn't have any of that shit. Yeah. So it bothers me, but somebody who's 12 right now, it may bother them slightly less. Yeah. And 10 years from now, there may be a whole generation of people playing games that it bothers even less. It's interesting because people in our age group saw games like Halo 3 
which were these big full games with full of skins and different models that you could unlock by playing the game and then and we're like yeah cool this is great and then something like halo reach comes out 20 years later however long it was 15 years whatever where it's like uh game the multiplayer is free but you have to buy the campaign the skins you all have you have to pay for all the skins uh, you can also get a battle pa- halo infinite yeah halo infinite yeah sorry not reach um yeah, Reach was after ODST. Anyways, yeah, uh, Halo Infinite, where you, you have to buy any skin you want, or you can get a battle pass to unlock skins, but the battle pass levels up slowly, so you could buy tiers for that battle pass, and all this bullshit, instead of just giving us, yeah. you know, 20 skins like they did back in the early the thing, 2000s. The thing is, back in the days of Halo 2, people bitched about the map packs. It's true. Like having to buy the map packs, and they were like what five they bucks? Like five? Yeah, it was like yeah. five bucks, and you got like two or three maps. It's crazy it's, now. That's yeah, crazy to, to think about. It, yeah, if you had a game, a game as big as Halo, and you got three maps for five bucks as DLC, people would be like lit, lit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Holy fuck! How are they doing this? Yeah, people would yeah. be out of their mind now because games like. Fortnite, Apex, Overwatch 2, they're charging like fucking 15 to 20 bucks for a skin now. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, that is fucking bonkers. Yeah, I think it's because it, as an as an Overwatch player, it has been crazy to me to go from Overwatch 1, which just retired to Overwatch 2 and it's been like 3 weeks now or something like that, maybe a month. Um and it was like every couple months they would put out like eight skins for free that you could just earn through the game. And it was like, dope, eight mm. skins. And now every one of those skins is $20. And yeah, people, people used to wild. complain that there weren't enough skins when they released. And now every one of those fucking things is $20. It's crazy. Yeah. It's fucked up. It's such a big change just in like the seven years or like six years from Overwatch 1 to Overwatch 2 and how much they had to change their monetary or their monetization model to fit with current trends. Yeah. Wild. And and I don't know. I think people will argue that like they have to pay for the servers that those multiplayer games run on and stuff. It's not that expensive. It isn't that as expensive as you think it is. And as expensive as they would claim it to be. Like uh the amount of the amount of processing power you actually need to run like one multiplayer match of a game as simple as Overwatch is so little, so little. Like you could you can run a game server that would probably host like ten matches on like a laptop. Yeah, probably. Like, yeah, it's not that expensive. Yeah, the 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 type of data you're moving isn't. Is it expensive? It's just, it's just yeah. not exp- so. It's yeah, that argument. Not bullshit. large data. I guess. And, I guess and if that was an issue, we could go back to the the system that we used to have, where there was just dedicated servers or stuff. And that would so- solve a whole another conversation that we could get into and probably spend hours on about how there are no dedicated servers anymore, and games that 
and games are dying because companies are shutting down the online servers and there's no dedicated servers there so that you can go back and play games. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we've completely derailed. Yeah, we have. Um, I, yeah, I'd buy EA and just make it less shitty because EA, you fucking suck. Yeah, yeah, go bite a dick. What's yeah. the last EA game you played? What's the last EA game that I played? Uh, well, I've played The Sims recently. Okay. Um, the last EA game I bought was probably one of the Formula One games because they own that now. Mm. Well, okay. So they own Formula One, the Formula One franchise, but I think 21 was their first game and I didn't buy it. So, um, maybe Battlefront 2. Ah, uh, yeah. Battlefront 2. That I definitely did buy Battlefront 2. So that would be. I mean, okay. I pulled up a list. A list of the uh, brands that EA owns. So we've got Battlefield. Mm-hmm. We've got Burnout. Yep. Um, Crisis, Dead Space, Dragon Age. See those? Yeah, I'm the, skipping over some. Those are three good games. franchises that haven't had a release in a while. Yeah. Formula One, FIFA, uh, Grid, which is a game I used to play. It's a racing game. Um, they own the rights to the Harry Potter video games, mm. Medal of Honor, Mirror's Edge. NBA Jam, Need for Speed, the NHL games, Overlord, uh, Project Cars, <laughs> The Sims, obviously, and SimCity, Skate, yeah, SSX, uh, Titanfall, and that's uh, like the first section of this page that I'm looking at. I mean, the entire EA Sports brand has enough shit underneath yeah. it to like make another corporation all on its own. Mass Effect, um, and we all know how bad uh, the last Mass Effect game yeah. was. So yeah, you could you could buy EA and do a lot of do stuff a lot. That. You could do a lot of stuff with EA. That's that's kind of crazy. There's a lot of good franchises in there that just haven't had a good game in a while. Yeah. So I mean, Crisis alone was such a big name in the early 2000s that the fact that it doesn't do anything anymore is just is just wild when what when did the last crisis game i think there was a crisis three and i think it was poop because i remember crisis two came out in like like two or three years after crisis one hold on because crytek develops the crisis games i'm trying to figure out why crisis was listed on this ea are they a publisher um or did EA buy Crytek? Because I could believe that. Yeah, because Crytek made Titanfall, didn't they? Okay, yeah, they're developed by Crytek and published by Electronic Arts. So I don't know if they actually own the IP or not. But well, anyway. I think publishers have more. Well, this is another conversation. I think publishers control a lot of what the developers do. Yeah, because they have like release schedules and stuff, and they're like, hey, we need to put this yeah. out. And, um. Probably. Probably. I think publishers give the developers money, too. And everyone knows when you give money, you get control. Yeah. Anyway, so a valiant effort on your part for trying to save humanity with Walmart. Um, (laughs) I'm trying to save... Uh, save people who like EA games from having to deal with microtransactions and buggy releases. I think that's still noble. So, 
saving the video game industry is a noble thing. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? Oh man, Twitter bounce. Uh, you know what? If you're if you're on Twitter and you're listening to this episode, man, you check us out on Twitter. Yeah, we don't post there. <laughs> we don't. So it's gonna mm. whatever happens with Twitter will affect probably nothing with our Twitter. Oh, we're gonna get verified. You watch it. We're gonna get our Twitter verified. I'd spend I'd spend eight bucks to get us <laughs> verified. Look at this blue check mark that means nothing. Yeah, so check us check out our verified Twitter when that happens. Um <laughs> I don't know. I I think Twitter is just it was a weird move. Dude has a company to explore space, to pro people's minds, to make cars that drive themselves, and he bought a fucking social media platform where people argue about penis size. I don't know. It was a weird move, man. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Is like, what what's going on on Twitter that's that important Nothing. that he needs to be spending his time on it? Nothing. Twitter is awful. It's garbage. It's yeah, garbage. It's fucking kids. terrible. <laughs> uh, that's all I got. All right. That's that's my opinions on that. Um. Yeah. Well, do that and go to unplannedpotency.com. dot com where you can find links to all of our other social media shit. You can find our Instagram that we're moderately more active on than our Twitter. Um, you can see our merch shop that has some stuff on it. A uh, new merch shop, relatively. The, we have had the new merch shop less time than, we've had the, than we had the old merch shop, hey. so I'm still going to call it new. <laughs> new by comparison. Uh, thanks for listening. Th- yeah, you know what? This show's nothing without you, the listener. Without the listener, we're just talking into a microphone. Yeah. Without you, it's just two guys talking to each other. With you here, it's just two guys talking to each other. So <laughs> with, great. with a listener. <laughs> yeah. Great. <laughs> Thanks for being here. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye.